Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shir Mandafteri. My name is Yitzchak Kachel and we're now in Masachet Kiddushin, Perak Gimel, Mishnah Yod Bet, which begins on Daf Samach Vav Amud Bet. And as promised at the end of the last podcast, we're going to get into the definitions of uh, lineage based on the uh, different people involved in the relationship. Koma Kom Sheish Kiddushin Venaver, if you have four categories. First category, anywhere where the Kiddushin are valid and there is no violation involved, the child's identity is based on the father. What's that? Alright, so a perfectly fine marriage. Anytime Kiddushin hold, but there's a violation involved, the child is defined by the problem person. We'll see what that means, but that means the child gets the lower rank of either partner. Ve'ezezu, what's that? Zu almana lekoin gadol. So even though he's a coin gadol, since she's an almana, therefore the the pagam affects him. He's a halal. Grusha v'chalutz lekoin hadyon again a halal. Mamzer to nali Israel, child's a mamzer. But Yisrael mamzer natin again, the child is a mamzer or natin. That's category two. Any woman with whom Kiddushin do not hold with this man, but she has Kiddushin with others, a regular Jewish woman, but she uh, is having a relationship with somebody who is an heir to her. Havlad Mamzer, the child's a Mamzer. We will not investigate this one until the next podcast, but anyone who does not have Kiddushin with anyone, Havlad Kimota, the child takes on the mother's identity, that's the child of a non-Jewish woman or a slave girl. The child is defined as not related to the father at all. Okay, let's start with the beginning. Is it really a, a general rule that any time that you have Kiddushin and there's no Avera, the child follows the, the Zachar? According to Reb Yossi, a ger is allowed to marry a mamzer. So if a ger marries a mamzeret, the child is still a mamzer, which means it follows the pagum, even the pagami, even though it's a perfectly legitimate marriage. So Amrle, his answer was, Misavrat Manditin Reb He who says that our Mishnah follows Reb he says, uh, um, maybe our Mishnah follows Rabbi Yehuda. We're going to see in the fourth parak. A ger is not allowed to marry a zeret. Therefore, kedushin are tofsin because chay v'lavin, and therefore yesh kedushin v'yeshavera. Vladochleichachar pagum and it fits the rule. Very good. V'nitne. So why doesn't the Mishnah in the second clause of yesh kedushin v'yeshavera list that as an example besides the four that it gave? So Tana Komakom to say Falatuye. So the Komakom in the second line is there to include also that case. Vibayitema, the other way to look at it is the Olam Rabiosihi. Really our mission is Rabiosi, and this is an exception. Vitana Ezuzu Limute. So the Ezuzu in the first case that says, here's an example, is that it say these examples fit the rule, but there's others that don't fit the rule, and it excludes them. And there are no other exceptions. For a halal shenasabat Yisrael, a halal marries a regular Jewish girl. That's legit. A halal is a child of a Kohen and a Grusha, let's say. Marries a bat Yisrael. The Yesh Kiddushin, Venaver, it's perfectly legit. Vavlad Olechachar, Zachar. And there the child takes on the definition of the father. 
as a halal, and therefore we see that here's a, in, in, that the Mishnah did not list all of the examples. So you can't say that Ve'ezuzu closes it off and said only Kohen Levi Yisrael marries a Kohenet Levi of Yisraelit. That's the only time where it's proper Kedushin, no Avera, Kedushin of Alan, no Avera, and it follows the father. And in every other case, it doesn't necessarily follow the father. Here you have another case where it follows the father. So Ezuzu doesn't close off the list. So Halokasha, could feel that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Dostoy. Who said that Bamnot Yisrael mikvatah which means a halal marries about Yisrael, the child is not a halal. So there you you see that again it does not follow the father, and therefore rules intact. Yisrael Now flip it. If Yisrael marries a halala, the daughter of a coin negusha, it's perfectly fine. The other child is a Yisrael, at least according to Dustoi. According to everybody, the child is a Yisrael. The answer is That's why it says to include. So in other words, we have as a tension between as an inclusive statement and as something of an exclusive statement. So anything that fits our model will go under the rubric of and anything that doesn't fit will be excluded by Ezuzu. Alright, Bahedya. So why doesn't it um why doesn't the example of a Khala Yisrael Shana why isn't it listed? The answer is mishum delomat nila because there's no way to teach it. Hechi nitni. How can you say that a chalala is in there? Kohenet leviyav Yisraelit vechalala. She said the kohen levi Yisrael. That's not true. Chalala kohen michazia. In other words, your list would get too encumbered if you started saying kohen levi Yisrael that married a kohenet leviyav Yisraelit and chalala. You have to put an asterisk there and say, but a kohen can't marry a chalala. It's exactly what happens at the beginning of the fourth parak, but for purposes here, it would make it far too. Uh, verbose and uh, and and weighty, and so they keep it simple. And the others are included by allusion. Now, but that's not true because we still have others. Remember the halacha is a ger mitzri or edomi, which of course don't exist anymore. But in the times when we could identify such nations, if a mitzri of the Egyptian converted, that's a mitzri rishon. A, the Mitzri Rishon marries, let's say, a Mitzri Rishona, the child's a Mitzri Shani. That Mitzri Shani has a child, the child's a Mitzri Shlishi, can already marry into the Am Yisrael. So now, a Mitzri Shani, Shanasa Mitzri Rishona, Bena Shlishi have, the child is a Shlishi, even though we could look at the weaker side, which is the girl in this case, and say the child should only be a Shani. So you see here that Yesh Kiddushin, Eina Vera, and it follows the Zachar, which means we have another example. The answer is Toma Tara Komakom Dereshalatuya. Yes, it's included under Komakom. Ayul Ravdimi Damar Shani Havi, but Ravdimi says in such a case the child's a Shani. It does it doesn't follow the Pakam. The answer is Tana Ezuzu Limuti. So according to Ravdimi, Ezuzu excludes this case. Again, any time that another case should be included, Komakom includes it. Any time that it doesn't fit, we say Ezuzu excluded it. Uh, we have the ruling of Rabbi Yochanan. All of these things are coming from the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Yochanan. When it comes to non-Jews, their identity is follows the father. But if they convert, then you follow the weaker one of the relationship. And we'll see in, in, uh, in later on the podcast what that means. Now, So there you find... Yesh Kedushin, Ein Avera, and you follow the Pgam. The answer is, Ezuzu excludes them from the list.
Normally, when there's Kiddushin and no violation, it follows the father. Here, it follows the weakest side. Now, hi, my, so what do we do with this? If we say that our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda, who does not allow a ger to marry Mamzeret, then komakom duresha, then we understand the komakom, we have a komakom, we have an ezuzu in the first and the second case. The first case being yeshkidushin venavera, second case yeshkidushin veyeshavera. So the komakom in the opening part is latu Yisrael shenasachalala, it's there to include Yisrael that marries a Chalala, where Yish Kedushin and Avera follows the father. And Udaraba Barbachana, which is the Mitzri. Vezuzu, what's Ezuzu? Limuti Duravdimi Viravin. It's there to exclude Ravdimi's opinion, which is that the Mitzri Sheni is a, the child is a Sheni, and Ravin's Halacha about Pa'umot, even though there's no Avera, it follows the Pgam. However, komakom de seifa, and then the komakom in the second case is there, latuya gershna salam zeret. Is there to include a gershna salam zeret, which is a violation, it follows the pgam. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Eliyamart Rabbi Yosihi, if you say the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Yosi, komakom de reisha karamran. Ezuzu karamran. So the first clause, both the inclusive and the exclusive are fine. Ela komakom de seifa latuya imai. But what's the komakom at the end coming to include? Because according to him, there is nothing extra, there's nothing added. So for the Tamech of Yehuda, Ezuzu to say Falamali, and according to Yehuda, he's not so, in, so much in the clear either, because the Ezuzu at the end of the second case, what's that coming to exclude? The answer is parallel construction. It says komakom in the resha, and then gives examples of ezuzu. Therefore, komakom in the seifa gives examples of ezuzu, and we don't have to read that each one of them is 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 including or excluding, but is there for the structure. All right, which means that the Mishnah could be either Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yossi, or put it this way, Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Yossi could both read the Mishnah and then just read into it the specific nuances that they have. Now, Gufa, Kiat Ravina Rabbi Yochanan, I said we'd go back to this halacha, Bumot Alecha Chara Zachar, Nitkaru Alecha Chara Pagumashi Bishnehem. Among the non-Jews, the identity is based on the male, but if they convert, then it follows the weakness. What's the weakness or the blemish? Bumot Alecha Chara Zachar, what does that mean? Let's look at the first part. What does it mean to follow the Zachar? Kedetanya. Remember, the seven nations of Canaan are not to be taken as slaves, at least not as individual slaves. Rather, they're to be exiled or destroyed. But let's say an outsider, non-Jew, comes in and has relations with a Canaanite. Volid ben, you're allowed to buy that child as an Evid. Among the residents who are visiting with you, sojourning with you, you may have. I might think the same is true about a, uh, a Knani who has relations with a Shifcha from the outside, has a child, it is the, among those who were born in your land. Meaning that it's only if the mother is a Kananit and the father is an outsider, uh, but not the opposite. In other words, for among non-Jews, we identify their lineage based on the father. If the father is an outsider, then the kid can be a Kanani. If the mother is the outsider, the father is a Kanani, then the child is uh, is Hacharim Tacharim. Okay, now, the next part of that, that statement of Rabbi Yochanan was, What does that mean? If you have a Mitzri, 
Now remember, the rule is that Mitzrim are banned for two generations, and then in, but men and women are equal. Ammoni is banned forever, but only the men. So if it's a Mitzri that married an Ammonite, my Pagumika, there's no Pagam here, all you would do is say that the child is a Mitzri. But Ammoni velo Ammonite, right? Because the Ammonite is not out. Flip it. An Ammoni male who marries a Mitzri, they're both Geirin. If the child is a Zachar, then what do we call it? We call it a Ammoni. And therefore, he's also forever. If it's a girl, then we say, Then we call it a Mitzrit, which means she can't marry in immediately, but two generations later may. Because if we called her an Ammonit, she could marry in immediately. So you always go to the weaker side. Okay, the last piece we're going to take a look at is the third clause in the Mishnah. Kol she'in la'alav kiddushin. Anybody who herself can't have kiddushin with this guy, but she can have kiddushin with another, um, example of an erva, the child's a mamzer. Manahani mili. How do we know that's the case? So there's various Pate Medrish associated this either with Tarat Eretz Yisrael Rabbi Yanai or uh, in the name of Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Amar Kra, V'yatz'am betov al-chav ha'itali ish'acher, in the classic pasuk about Gerushin, so she leaves his house and she goes to an ish'acher. What does ish'acher mean? La'acherim v'lo l'krovim. She can only marry somebody who's not kin with her original husband, or the first husband. Um, and that's how you know that there's no kiddushin in such a relationship. Maybe la'acher means, and not the son. She can't marry the son of the man she was wearing to, but somebody else, like his brother. The answer is no. The prohibition of marrying the son of the man that you were married to is explicit in the text. A man may not marry the wife of his father. So you see, there's no kiddushin with krovim. Maybe both pasukim are talking about the pasuk in Dvarim, Chavgimel. The second puzzle we saw, Likach, is the Chatchila Shimenad Vahadiyavad. And the one that we saw originally, means she only has Havaya, only has Kiddushin, with an outsider, Afilu Bidiyavad. No, the answer is, Lachatchila Mechoti Shanafka. The Lachatchila is, sir. And there's meaning the prohibition, ab initio, to marry Krovim, comes from the prohibition the Torah explicitly states about marrying your wife's sister. I mean, even, even your ex-wife's sister. And here's how we get it. Ma achot isha b'karet. Just like that one is an iser karet. And lo The Torah says, lo tikach You're not allowed to have kiddushin with her. Chavimitot beitin lo koshkin. So certainly chavimitot beitin, like eshed ish, etc. It won't happen. Ve'im or chamoto. Ve'im ha'idi ve'idi b'achot isha. Maybe both psukim are achot Back to this original thought. Halachatchil ad so, the, the, uh, Yatsam Beitov Achal is telling you, but the Avad Achotisha doesn't work. And Achotisha, um, Lachatchila, the, the other Pasuk is telling you, Lachatchila doesn't, you can't do it. So, Enachinami, you're right. And then, then we turn around and say, Achotisha, Shara, Menalan. So now that I know that Achotisha, uh, there's no Kiddushin, how do I know that it applies to all Arayot? The answer is, Yafinu Yachotisha. Achotisha is a great model. Machotisha miyucharachi erva chavinos do not karate. Vyashigata chatat. What do we know about Achotisha? She's an erva. 
you're chayav karet if you have relations with b'mezid. If b'shoge gets a chatat, v'lo tafsiba kiddushin. And what's the result? There's no kiddushin. Kiddushin don't hold. Of course, she erochem knows don't have kiddushin. Got a chatat, v'lo tafsiba kiddushin. There we go. And kavachomer if it's mitat beitin. So b'ishlamakul huatyan. The truth is, all of the rareyot could be inferred from there. There's no no significant difference that would uh, exclude them, except for two. There's two that are different. One is a regular married woman. The other is your brother's wife. Why? There is no heter to marry your wife's sister while your wife's alive, even if you divorced her, even mamaka mitzvah. As opposed to yibum. And Eshadish is also a Mikul Mifrach. Malahanach Shekain in Laheta Bachaye Osran. In the all of the Rarayot cannot become Mutar while the one who generated the Isra is alive. So you you married a woman, even if you divorced her, you still can't marry a sister as long as that wife's alive. However, Tomar Baeshadish is Laheta Bachaye Osran. A married woman does have such a Heter. The man divorces her, she's Mutar. Ella Amr of Yonah. So how do we know that those two are? We tell Rav Huna, Bered Rav Yeshua, Makra, Kol Asher Asami, Kol One of the summary psukim at the end of the list of Arayot, at the end of Achrimot, says anybody who does all of these things, or meaning any, many of these things, really, one of any of these, one of all of these things, Shu Kol Arayot Kulan Lachotisha. All of the Arayot have been compared to Achotisha. Machotisha Latafs Bakidushin. I'm calling Kulan Latafs Bakidushin. Bingo. So, if that's the case, a filu nida nami. A nida is also an erva. A nida is also chayiv karet. So, how come if a man gives kiddushin to a nida, it works? And how come if a man has beer with his wife who's a nida, the child's not a mamzer? There we go. So, why is that the case? If a man has beer with a woman, which means her nida is on him, but the drush is, even while she's in Nida, there's still Kiddushin. Alright, so now, So now we have two models. We have a model of Nida, in which in which there's an erva, it's karet, and nonetheless Kiddushin achal, and the child's not a mamzer. We have a chotisha, which is chayav karet, she's an erva, Kiddushin achal, and the kid's a mamzer. Why are you drawing all, all of the other areot after a chotisha? Draw them all after Nida. My chazid makshat lahula chodisha actually nida. The answer is kula v'chumer l'chumer makshina. There's a general rule that if you have, uh, you can compare by juxtaposition or by analogy uh, to one model or to another model. You always go to the chumeric model. Rav Achabar Yaakov Amar he has a whole different take on why we say that there's no kiddush and tovsin bariot. He's a kavachomer biyevama. My yevama shibalav. After all, the yevama having relations with someone while she's still zukuka. Her relations with an outsider is a love, lotiyah, so lotif atafsiba kiddushin, and nonetheless kiddushin are not tofes. This, of course, is a discussion of Shrav and Shmuel and Yvamot. Chavimitot, vachavikritot, lokal shekein. So certainly somewhere where the violation is greater, that wouldn't work. But ihachi, shachavilavinami. So if that's the case, then just like Yvamot is a chiyuv love, so then all other chavilavin kiddushin shouldn't be tofes. Throwing our whole apple cart upside down, the kiddushin tofsim chavilavin, of course, unless you, of course, you're in Rabbi Kiva's camp. Papa Chavilavin Mehediktibahu. He says Chavilavin explicitly state the Kiddushin work. Why? At the beginning of Kitet say it says if a man has two wives, has Tiyana, Moshan Kiddushin, 
One is beloved and one is properly translated. One is favored and one is less favored. Avavu Snuah. Model is Rachel and Leah. But the way we're reading it is as, as stand, as, um, objective and not relative. We're reading it as if one of these women is beloved by God and one is hated by God. How could somebody be hated by God? In other words, her marriage is a beloved marriage by God, and the other one's her marriage is a hated marriage by God because of the violation. In other words, she she's chayvilavin. Uh, the Torah still says she's married. This is very far from pshat, but this is the way that we're reading halachat snuab that she's in a hated marriage, meaning a halachically hated marriage, and nonetheless kiddushin or tofes. Uh, but now back to Rabbi Kiva says kiddushin or not tofes, but chayvilavin kitiyana my mokim. How is he going to explain that pasuk? The answer is he's not going to say pshat either. He'll say it in the same notion of a woman whose kiddushin are hated. He says, Remember, Rabbi Simoy said that is the one exception. Rabbi Kiva says that even though uh, it's a lahav, nonetheless, kiddushin are tofes. Because, uh, as Lodi uh, Chalel, we'll see it in a second. Rabbi Simoy what does the Torah say about the result of that? Lodi Chalel. The result of that relationship is just a halal and not a mamzer. And, but according to Rabbi Yeshevav, who perhaps disagrees with Rabbi Simoy and says, Rabbi Kiva used to say every errant relationship, every relationship that's a violation, the kids of mamzer, according to Rabbi Kiva. I understand if he's coming to disagree with Rabbi Simoy Shapir. But if he's just coming to say his own statement, then that means he means every relationship that's problematic. If he's just coming to disagree with Rabbi Simoy and say, I'm one of the Kohen Gadol is also a mamzer, say, yeah, but a Mitzvah Sheni is not a mamzer. But if he's coming to say on his own statement, which is any prohibited relationship with the child's a mamzer, then my mokimla then he's not going to have a kitiyana that makes any sense. The answer is bu'ula l'koin gadol. That's a relationship that's not what it should be. And nonetheless, there's no isura say, there's no, uh, there's certainly no love involved, and the child's not a, not a mamzer. Umayshna, why? Because that's a mitzvah to say that doesn't apply equally to everybody. It only applies to a koin gadol. So why don't the Rabbanon do that? Why don't the Rabbanon say Kitiyan Nashim? And the Snua is a bull of the Kohen Gadol and, uh, and agree that Chavi Lavin Kiddushna and Tofes. The answer is, Hani Chavi Yasev and Maininu. Ishtayan Mitzriot. What's the Chavi Yasev that are left? If both women, both um, of them are Mitzriot, Shtayan Snuot, then both wives, and if it's both wives are Mitzriot, then both Snuot. If one's there, the way they learn the drush, the pasuk, is these two women have to be from one nation, so they can't be mitzri, one mitzri and one Israelite. So therefore, it must be It can't be that unique case of bula lekoin gadol. Therefore, it has to be a regular lab like grusha lekoin or mamzer at Israel. That's what it has to be. What does Rabbi Kiva do? He says the Pasuk, according to Rabbi Kiva, drove everything else out. So I've got to explain it as being one of these unique cases. Either Amal Kohen Gadol, according to Rabbi Simoy, or perhaps uh, Mitzri 
etc. Maybe I'm all stuck with Okay, we'll stop at this point. In the next podcast, we'll finish our analysis of this Mishnah, and then we'll see the very short Mishnah, which finishes the Parak and the Atanan Kamara, and complete our study of the third Parak of Masachet Kiddushin. Everybody should have a wonderful day.